Why, why waste all this stuff that's in the top five stories today here? I'm not fighting. I'm not disagreeing with the, the uh, texter. I'm just saying I think there's a little bit of a clearer path than just saying it's not a reality. So it is time for the top five stories of the day brought to you by New Castle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. All right, here we go. Newcastle Casino, located off I-44, exit 107. 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and Baccarat. Don't forget, Front Row Sports Bar has monthly drink specials and... They've got you covered every night for Midnight Moolah, where you are a winner at Newcastle Casino. All right, so let's go with this big story, number five. Number five. Uh, well, And by the way, if someone says Tulane would have to lose, either Tulane or Liberty's getting in, more, more than likely. Isn't a group of five guaranteed in? Not if they're not ranked. If they're not in the top 12? Right. No, no, top 25. They, top 25. They've just got to be ranked. Gotcha. And Tulane is like 22, and Liberty is 25. No, no, I, I disagree. I, I disagree. Um, I, I, Tulane doesn't have to lose. Texas needs to make the playoffs. And I think Oklahoma's path to the New Year's Day Six Bowl is much smoother than some think. That's just me. So you're telling me we, we, we got to root New Mexico State? Yeah, yeah, root for New Mexico State and SMU. <laughs> but then, who knows, maybe SMU sneaks into the rankings because that would make them 11-2 and two on the season. Yeah, but they're not going over OU. Well, but if they're in the top 25 – they would get a spot regardless. Right, I guess so. It's the highest-ranked group of five team that's in that top 25. Well, they definitely would probably get ranked if they beat Tulane. You bet. And I'm telling you what, as we start here with big story number five. Number five. Number five. The rankings last night I found to be typical, right? Um, I find to be lacking drama. And I'm starting to buy into Dave Bartu's theory more and more and more. All right, so let's just go. We're going to spend a lot of time here on big story number five. Probably should have been big story number one, but since we're in this, we're in this. Last night, college football playoff rankings, the top eight, who has been the top eight in some way, shape, or form in every single playoff ranking maintained that, except Ohio State dropped four spots to number six. Four spots to number six, Josh Helmer. Was that enough or was that not enough? I just don't think it matters because if Texas and Alabama win, then they're clearly going to leapfrog Ohio mm-hmm. State. So it's uh, – I mean, I probably would have put them behind those two myself. Right, right. But uh, it's going to take care of itself. So, look, was it enough? Was it not enough? It was. It's just fine to me. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I didn't have a problem with any of it. Um, I think that – I think that there is a really fascinating situation that could play out, and here it is. Just let Georgia, Michigan, and the winner, and accept that the winner of Oregon and Washington is going in, right? Sure. So that means you could have a debate on Sunday between an undefeated Florida State. Yeah. And if Florida State loses, it's out. But just hear me out. An undefeated Florida State, a one-loss Texas team with maybe the best win of the non-conference season, and, and, Josh, a conference championship. Kansas State stayed in the rankings last night. Don't know how, but they did, right? 
Just just barely. Just barely. A pretty big win for Texas. I think we're going to have ourselves a heck of a debate because what did everyone miss this? Nobody talked about it. But what did what did Bill Hancock say last night? Whenever he let me answer that for Chris, whenever he jumped in there. I, I don't know. He, what did he say? We're about finding the four best teams, not the four most deserving teams. He's laying the foundation, huh? They're absolutely laying the foundation. Boy, that would be uh, a tough pill to swallow. Let me tell you something. Unbeaten and not get in. Let me tell you something. I just don't know that you can do that. There's two scenarios. You know, the lowest a team has ever popped up from the penultimate rankings to the final rankings, I think it's been Oklahoma when they jumped from like six to four. You don't, and I think Ohio State was was six to four as well in the very. You don't see a lot of jumps from like seven to four, eight to four. But I'm a firm believer that they were setting the table if Alabama beat Georgia, Josh, that both Alabama and Georgia are getting in. That's what I think. Now there is a massive, massive uh, voice out there that basically says, "Oh ho ho, wait a minute here. SEC hasn't been all that great this season," and they're right. It's been a down year for the SEC, but. We're gonna end up having a. I, I can't. We haven't had chaos all year long, Josh. Give me some chaos. Please. We haven't had any this year, right? What's the biggest upset in college football this season? Think about it. Think about it. It it doesn't pop. Everyone's ah oh, Virginia beating North Carolina. Well, what did North Carolina end up being? Trash. Very first text on this. Stop it. An undefeated FSU is not getting left out. Oklahoma over Texas. If Oklahoma, if I'm here to tell you right now, if Florida State is in a nail biter against Louisville and barely pulls it out, and Alabama and Georgia play a classic, and Georgia falls, I think they're setting the groundwork to leave Florida State out. I don't believe it. I don't. I, let me rephrase that. I don't think it should happen. I think they deserve the opportunity. They're undefeated in a Power 5 conference with arguably one of the better non-conference wins, LSU, right? No one remembers that. Ran rough shot, but they lost their starting quarterback. So I'm just I'm tell, I'm preparing you guys right now for a Sunday to where if we have a little bit of chaos, wouldn't surprise me at all. And you know the loud voices that are going to be all the SEC honks and Kirby Smart's going to be doing every show imaginable to tell you how great Georgia was. How about Georgia close over Bama, Michigan wins, Washington wins, Texas rolls Oklahoma State, Florida State wins close? I still think Florida State will get the nod in that. Over Texas. But I think it would be close. I think it would be close. Now, they claim we don't have any of these tiebreaker scenarios, blah, 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 and everyone is left to their own accord. But like I said, I'm starting to buy into the Dave Bar 2 theory a little bit more. I don't know. I don't know if there truly is an eye test. Does uh... – does the committee get any help this week in regards to Louisville knocks off Florida State, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, somewhere, does it happen where somebody gets knocked off and makes this a little easier for them? Yeah, I I, I don't know. Oregon, Washington, right? I mean, that one's going to sort itself out. You know, Cha- okay, why didn't we bring this up earlier? Chapstick brings up a great point. He says, it's not out of the question that both Oregon and Alabama win this weekend. There's your chaos. One undefeated team and a bunch of one-loss teams. It'll be awesome. Jim and Casper. I won an undefeated FSU left out just to see the Danny Cannell meltdown. Oh, yeah, that part would be pretty good. I like Danny. Uh, 
I don't see a path. I was listening to Andy Staples this morning. Outside of Texas getting beat by Oklahoma State, I don't see a path for Ohio State to still be in this. But, I mean, they only dropped them to six, so they kept them ahead of Texas and Alabama. They need – we've said, right, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and – Texas, Florida State lose. Yeah, the 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 most amazing. If you guys want the best disaster scenario possible, if you want the funnest scenario, here it is: the two teams that everyone's been trying to drop, Michigan and Florida State, both win their conference championship games, so they're in one and two, and everyone else, Washington, well, the other two undefeated, Washington and Georgia, taken out. So then you would have Michigan and Florida State in while you then would be deciding between six one-loss football teams. That would include the SEC champion, the two-time defending national champion, the Big 12 champion, and the Pac-12 champion. What What about this? That's the best scenario that could take place. And bear with me on this, okay, because I know that this is, this is going to take some mental gymnastics here. This is also big story number four and big story number three, by the way. What happens if Iowa beats Michigan? Oh, my goodness. Don't even bring that up. Craziness, right? Does Michigan go? What kind of game is it? Well, there's only one way Iowa's going to win the game. It's going to be ugly. Okay. I think Michigan's out. Big Ten's out altogether? Does Ohio State get back in? Because this is a scenario, and I, 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 I get like it, this. Okay? Scenario. No, go on, go on. This I'm is, listening. This is I'll hear a scenario you that nobody's thought about, right? right. Because it's like there's no way Iowa's going to beat them. They're not. They're offensively, they're a joke, right? Right. They're basically a four-score underdog, but it's college football, right? And they're going to play the game. The over/under in the first half in that game, team total for Iowa. You know this, right? Is I'm a, aware. Is a half a point. <laughs> That's the team total in the first half. Half a point. Take the over. And the, I would too. And then there is this is a great point. Uh, for the 405. Then we're going to move on because I do have other stories we need to get to. Uh, from the 405, the best thing for the committee is Georgia, Florida State, Michigan, and Washington all win because it will be simple. Yeah, you're right. You got your four. Georgia wins, Florida State wins, Michigan wins, Washington wins. Those four will get in no question. There's no way they're going to leave undefeated teams out of the playoffs unless there were five. There's only going to be four. It's simple. Yeah, I, no, you're right. If you don't want a disaster theory – then everybody that's undefeated wins. I just, yeah, I just then don't you, see how you, you, you can't make a case for a two-loss Bama or a two-loss Oregon, right? The only one that might have a case would be Texas sitting there going, hey, hey! And what could be – oh, my gosh, you want to talk about the best scenario for a Sooner fan? Texas bludgeons Oklahoma State on Saturday. But they don't get in. And then they get left out of the playoffs. <laughs> right. I'll gladly go for the Alamo Bowl if that's the case. There's just – man, I – I'll believe it when I see it that they're going to leave an unbeaten Florida State. Out. Yeah, me too, me too. All right, um, gosh, it's eleven seventeen. Big, we'll we'll hustle here. Big story number four. Number four. So, it's it's been quiet on the Josh Giddy front. I think I think Steelman made a a funny joke the other day that the person who probably feels the best about this Jeff Levy news is Josh Giddy because his story kind of disappeared from the local headlines. But police in Newport, uh, Newport Beach, California, are attempting to determine whether or not Giddy committed a crime in their jurisdiction regarding allegations that he had improper relationships with an underage girl. Um, I think we all saw it in 4K on Twitter over the weekend. 
Kitty got caught. Should he be playing right now? No. Yeah, I don't think it's a very good look either. Um, but that's me. And I understand that the immediate response is, but the age of consent in Oklahoma is 16, which I have a major problem with. But again, yeah, that's this. I mean, this didn't happen in Oklahoma, apparently, right? Is what I'm under. And I, I'm not going to lie to you. Sounds like California. Yeah, I haven't really been digging into this like crazy. An NBA spokesperson said Friday that the league office is also looking into the allegations. Giddy has declined to comment. Mark Dagnalt referred to the allegations as a personal matter. Giddy has continued to play. Dude, somebody. I was very late to the the Instagram real game on the Josh Giddy situation, but I'm gonna play one for you personally during, during the, break. the break. Yeah, probably not an on the air sort of deal. It, it is. It's an absolute, but it just wouldn't make any sense. But it's the funniest thing. I laughed until I cried last night, and then I sent it to Pop. Yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, this whole situation it's is terrible. A, yeah, it. I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't smell very good at all no so that gets us to uh number three quickly (laughs) number three all right big story number three yes the thunder did play last night yes josh giddy did play and it did not go well okc loses to the timberwolves 106 103 here's the problem just quit saying these are playing games and let the thunder go play they're amazing when they're not playing games uh again sorry (laughs) chet holmgren uh, homecoming, 16 points, eight boards last night, 32 from Shea Gilgis Alexander. Uh, Giddy did finish with 10, but the Thunder fall 106 103 to the Minnesota Timberwolves. OKC next in action uh, tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Lakers. That's right. Lakers who, come to town. Who just got beat by 40 against the Philadelphia I would, 76ers. I would expect uh, an inspired LeBron James. And I apologize if you were trying to play highlight. No, I was not. Um, like I said, I have, potted up. I have been fighting with my computer all day long. I Chet Holmgren, exciting young player. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm there now. I'm very happy to say I was wrong. I was dead wrong. He's a rock star, and I'm, and I'm pumped to see his career. Now he's got to stay healthy, and I'm pumped to see him develop. Yeah, and he could, you know, I still think if you could add 20, 25 Pounds to the frame over time would be nice. I don't know. I, I seems like that's challenging. Right. Me too. I, but I, I think it's going to be awesome. But, man, he can shoot it. He can guard multiple positions. He's a bona fide rim protector. I'd like to see him make a few more shots. It seems like he gets good looks and, and misses a couple of them. But, uh, yeah, he's going to be a good player for a long time. All right, where are we up to? Number two? Number two. Um, oh, and by the way, we missed – we missed Russell Westbrook getting into it with the fans the other night, too. All right, number two, some NFL stuff. Do you, do you care about David Tepper talking about the new coach of the Carolina Panthers? Does that do anything for you? Oh, I, I've been waiting all day. All right, let's hear what he had to say. Quite frankly, if I had my druthers, I'd like to have a coach here for 20 years or 30 years. You know, I'm not going to get into the individual sort of things. You guys can just speculate as to that. You know, we just moved on yesterday, and that's that. The rumor, you hear the hot rumor now? The hot rumor now is that Bill Belichick is going to be the next head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Does, uh, does he like Bryce? I, I guess so. I guess so. Or he just likes getting the heck out of New England. Um, I, I, by the way, I have Aaron Rodgers here talking about his injury. Would you like to hear it real quick? Uh, let's hear A.A. Ron. It's always been uh, first, am I healthy? And then 
are we alive? Are we in it? Are we playing uh, good enough to make a run? Can I step in and, and protect myself and play at the level that I feel like I'm capable of playing? And the answer, uh, the survey said no, he no. could not. Anything else NFL-wise from yesterday? I feel like there was something that I saw nonstop. Oh, Marcus Peters got cut by the Raiders. Boy, I, I like Marcus Peters. But has anyone kind of seen more of a roller coaster career than that dude? Shut down corner. He was awesome in Kansas City early. Incredible at KC. And then lo and behold. Time. Father time kicks in. That gets us to big story number one, Josh. Number one. Number one. Number one. He's had a good career. Yes, yes. Um, he got he got sideways with Antonio Pierce this weekend, and they benched him, and he's done. Um, Oklahoma has a new offensive coordinator. Today has just been a reaction day. Calls to texts to tweets. Uh, Joe John Finley and Seth Luttrell will be co-offensive coordinators as it seems to be – the case, or what seems to be the case, is that Seth is going to call plays. That's according to a report from Parker Thin. And then you'd also add to it that it seems like it would – I don't know. Seth – Levy was up in the booth and Joe John was down on the field. I wonder if Seth will be down on the field because I always felt like he was on the field and if Joe John would be up in the booth, right? I don't, I don't know that for certain. But it just seemed to me that Seth Luttrell was a guy that liked to be in it, right? Well, he liked to be on the sideline. What about in previous stops? I, was he a sideline or booth I guy? I think he's done both. He was a booth guy at Arizona, right? It just feels like as an OC play caller, you need to be up top. Right. Maybe Then maybe he will be. I just That's been asked a lot today. I'm sure you know they'll try different things out. That's not a question that needs to be answered tomorrow. But the good news is it has solidified – what appears to be the roster, if there was any concerns about guys leaving. And for the most part, the recruiting class. Somebody, um, where was this? Someone had said that Levy had apparently, oh, here it is, the 918, uh, report that Levy reached out to Hawkins to recruit him to Mississippi State. How was that integrity? He is trying to take the QBs already. Well, I mean, you got a job to do you now as a head coach. That. Yeah, we not everyone is Brent Venables. It's like I'm not going after anyone that was there. It, it, to expect that he's not going to come after coaches and players, uh, you know, naive. Right? Naivete. But hey, so far it doesn't sound like it's working. So. Yeah, I know, right? All right, quick break. We'll continue to react next, right here on the home of Sooner fans. Now I'm going to tell you this: there's been gifts that have been given to this here very radio program, right? There was the Raiders bucket Raiders from my bucket, man Dodger yeah. Blaine, which proudly sits in my office right now. I was thinking about filling it up with ice and putting cold beers in it for you Thanksgiving. Have to. My brother-in-law was sick, so I mean, I, I don't think there's anything worse for someone that's not feeling well than the other guy just sitting there <laughs> slugging PBRs while they're <laughs> hey, this they're sneezing away like crazy. Hey, this will heal you up, right? Uh, so that was number one. But I think we just got arguably the greatest present to the show the folks that just swung by is that who gave us these i believe so it's the who were who was OU that? marketing I, I didn't see who it was but on tuesday and, and what would you call that hat cousin eddie hat cousin eddie 
It's a Cousin Eddie hat. Dude, that looks great on you. You look like a character from Fargo wearing that. I am going to wear this on the sidelines next year. <laughs> it, it really it looks good on you. I have already made that decision. Now, I do need, by the way, if anyone at SSP is listening, I do need a new puffy jacket. Um, the the seven-year run of the amazing black jacket with the extra pockets. You need like a fur pockets. coat with that. I know. So Did I you, need a new winter jacket, boom. Casey. Or not Casey. That would be Kelly, right? All right, Casey, if you want to buy me one, I'd be fine with that. But on Tuesday, they're going to be giving away those hats at the OU basketball game. Really? Yeah. Okay, cool. So come To the come first early. how many? While supplies last is how it was described on the T-Row in the morning show. Okay, interesting. They're awesome. Okay, we can attest. Now, uh, Josh also, he has the bucket hat. Now, I'm a big bucket hat guy, but – I have a very fat head, and, like, you look like a member of Run DMC. Like, that works for you. For me, it looks like Tommy Boy whenever he was messing with David, um, oh, gosh. Why am Spade. I, David Spade. He's like, fat guy in a little coat. Yeah. I was like, big head in a little hat. And there was a shirt. I didn't look at the shirt yet. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, Nice. Hey, can, can you hold that up so I can see it? Yeah, it's Oklahoma Sooner basketball shirt. Is that uh, is that from Homefield Apparel? I don't know. Does it say? It is from uh, Delta. Apparently, whenever they're doing flying, they also do shirts. So who knew? Hmm. Okay, very cool. Also, another moment whenever the shirt delivered was a double XL. So I don't know if they're trying to tell me something, but I'm grateful for it. So get your. Get your goods. Go to Soonersports.com. Buy your tickets for Tuesday's game. I'm, I'm still fingers crossed, but I do think the uh, men's basketball team is vastly, vastly improved. Let me tell you this, too. Danny Stutzman and his group from Communications Capstone, his class, uh, they were given the project to host a fundraiser for a nonprofit organization. And, of course, he, he's volunteered through Soul Mission and uh, did so with Meals on Wheels last year. So they encouraged their group to uh, choose Meals on Wheels, and they did – the Wheels of Joy fundraiser to benefit Meals on Wheels is coming up this Sunday, Plank, December nice. 3rd from 4 to 6. That will be at the new Beanstalk Snow location in downtown Norman. Uh, Danny Stutzman, wait for this. Danny Stutzman is dressing up in a Santa costume. Individuals and groups will have the opportunity to take pictures with him for $10 each. He will autograph pictures for an additional $15. And again, all of this to uh, benefit Meals on Wheels. They're Wheels of Joy from the Beanstalk Snow location in downtown Norman. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Maybe uh, maybe he'll have uh, a Santa bucket hat. Yeah. I know it was Chris Farley singing to David Spade, Mark, from Enid. <laughs> Apparently you don't. I said Tom with Tommy Boy. Tommy Callahan. How do we look? Chunky? Beverly Hills Ninja, underrated? Underrated. And one of those that you can actually let your kids watch. So many. Let me, let's have a conversation about things my kids can't watch, which is everything. Um, I encourage... All of y'all to check out old Blinken Riley's Twitter because I thought he had some very interesting numbers last night. In fact, they resonated with me so much I retweeted them. But offensive S and P plus nerds, <laughs> yes, dork numbers, nerds. Um, but it's it's important stuff. He went through Seth Luttrell's three stops as an offensive coordinator, starting at Arizona. 
The year before arriving, they were 20, uh, 34th in the country. In his first year, they elevated to 19th. In the second year, they were a top 15 offense in the S&P Plus. Arizona. Arizona. At Indiana. Before he arrived. At where? Indiana. Indiana. Before he arrived, they were 42nd. 15th after his first year, 4th after his second year. Boy, that is uh, hard to believe at Indiana. And at North Carolina, or as the kids might say, North Kakalaki, improvement every year. Before you arrived, it was actually a top 20 S&P offense. S&P plus, I guess I need to say. 34.2. In his first year, they moved up to 13th in the country. And then by his second year, they were the second best offense in college football, according to the S&P plus rankings. The idea that anybody could do anything positive in Indiana is pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible, right? But I would Any, also anybody add. Anybody not named Michael Penix Jr. Anyways. Um, I will say this. I am absolutely fired up for what these guys are going to do. Intrigued. Can't guarantee anything. Intrigued but fired up for what these guys are going to do. Because I think it's a magnification of a belief in where the program is headed. Sure, you can say ask questions. I, I told you guys last night I had uh, Shehan J. Raj on my show. And it was funny. How was he doing? He's great! But it's funny because I was like, hey, what do you make of this? This just happened. I don't know if you've got a take on it yet. And he said, I didn't really know what Oklahoma's identity on offense was outside of they were just going fast. And so with Seth and with Joe John, maybe they can help fine-tune that. I also got something off the Super Secret Textosa line that I thought was pretty good early from an anonymous insider. Not one of my buddies, Honolulu Sooner, <laughs> though I would call them a buddy. How stupid can people honestly be, writes this Super Secret Texter, you don't go into the SEC with a completely new offense from an outside OC. Turning the offense upside down before entering a new conference and making them learn completely new schemes and plays, etc., which would also include a whole new offensive coaching staff? BV ain't stupid. I don't feel like – I don't feel, Josh, that there's been a ton of pushback. I think that for the most part, there has been the questions like you asked. Eh, you know, I would have loved to see him maybe vet a couple of guys here or there, but it's kind of a, that mindset that, yeah, you know, we, uh, this, this, this is good. We'll see how this works out. A guy who has been here at Oklahoma since, what was Joe John's first year, 2020, right? Came in and has done a really nice job. Had a tough year this year with the, that room because of the injuries that happened but knows this offense inside out and has some top recruits coming in. Devon Mitchell, we'll see if he can't get my guy Nate Roberts committed and signed. But, I mean, he's, he's done a really nice job. If you just look at it this year, then you're going to be, oh, what is this? And that's fair. That's fine. I, and I say it over and over. I think Kane Helms is going to be a rock star. He got to get healthy. And we'll see about Jason Llewellyn. I think he learned a lot this year. But – and the, the Cade McIntyre kid, I like a lot, Josh, the youngster. Just talking about the, the tight ends in general, if you're mad about the way they performed this year, and I understand it. I get it. You're right. But I would also add I would also add Seth Luttrell having that year 
to observe, immerse, learn, and now develop these relationships with these guys. I just – I haven't seen a ton of this is dumb, this is stupid, how dare they, outside of like the two Oklahoma State fans at Texas. <laughs> show, right, yeah. Right? They, they definitely think it's dumb. <laughs> but good. I, I mean, fantastic. But I just – I haven't seen a ton of negativity on it. But usually the negative vibes are the loudest ones, right? Those are. It's not the splash, flashy, let's go get, you know, I don't know, insert flashy offensive Willie Corn or Wally Corn or whatever, right? And that makes me like it because typically football is about you don't need as much sizzle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Poor hires oftentimes are the ones that get the most fanfare. All right, quick break. We're back with your text next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the ref. It is the Home of Sooner Fans. Gosh, it's already 11.44. We're a little bit behind. Uh, I saw I saw last night where there was a couple of transfer portal additions that seemed to catch a lot of people's eyes. And anytime Red Dirt is asking someone if they like covered wagons, I'm intrigued. <laughs> As you should be. Ohio State edge player uh, Amari Abor entered the transfer portal. Duncanville, Texas. That seemed to have a lot of people intrigued. You are a Sooner. As did a couple days ago when former Oklahoma commit Relique Brown entered the portal. I mean – that's interesting. That is interesting. What do you make of it? I don't know. I have no idea. I, I Parker said if Jalen Conyers out of Arizona State entered the portal that he would be intrigued, and indeed he is. That's the Arizona State tight end. But I don't know. Like, for instance, today, Max Brown, Florida quarterback, entered the transfer portal. Um, he'll have two years of eligibility left. Is that a guy that maybe you look at bringing in to help bolster that quarterback room for a couple of years? Or is that a guy, if you're Kevin Wilson, you're all over because, like, hey, let's bring him home? Or is that a guy that other schools might look at and be in that group that Matt Rule just talked about to where you could make, I don't know, a couple million dollars out of the portal as a quarterback? Who, uh, who's I our, don't know. Who is our scholarship numbers guy? We need someone that can get the spreadsheet for us. Arkansas wide re- receiver Sam Mbake. Entered the portal this morning. KJ Jefferson apparently entered the. Tra- I didn't know he had any eligibility left. They have to leave college. KJ Jefferson, point. Nebraska Cornhusker, and Michigan State wide receiver Tyrell Henry. A uh, lot of names, obviously, as you might. Arkansas linebacker Jordan Cook, Auburn defensive line, uh, defensive lineman, uh, Ine Sledge. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sam Pittman was given the vote of confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Is that changing rapidly? <laughs> Sam Pittman gets the vote of confidence, and all of a sudden, all the players are like, Yeah, we're out. Yeah, we're good here, man. It's been a pretty good run. I think we're good to go. I really like him, too, but boy, it is it is turned in a hurry. Yeah, un- 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 unbelievable. Play that dang jukebox. There's not been a lot of music. From the 5-1-2. The biggest splash hire at OU in my lifetime was a lush and probably one of the biggest disappointments as well. Hey, don't speak ill of the dead like that. Five one two, I I love it, Be- and I agree with that. You know, so so many times we get caught up in the the wow. I mean, guys, I 
I don't. It's not breaking news to tell, remind everyone how excited they were when Mike Stoops came back or when Josh Heupel took an assistant sure. coaching jobs here. I mean, it's understandable. So that's why whenever you have some that are upset about it, I'm like, good, good. I'm glad you're upset about it. I, the unanimous everyone loves it is never, ever, ever going to end up being the guy. Except for Brent Venables, of course. Except for Brent Venables. And then Frisco Sooner with a wrap on this segment, right? Guys, I, for one, really like the Latrell hire. I think he's a guy with a lot of experience, a guy that keeps the country, uh, the continuity of the staff, if I could read. Has a great relationship with Bill Beanbow, not only on the field, but off dating back to their days at Texas Tech. And last, I know this sounds really corny and cheesy, but I just feel like the Latrell name at OU comes with a little rabbit's foot. Yeah, you know. A little luck? A little luck, too. All right, quick break. We're back with the best of the text line to put a wrap on this edition of the Plank Show, courtesy of Final Thoughts, Primrose Funeral Service, right here on the wrap. So, like, two wild tidbits of breaking news hit during the uh, commercial break. Oh, yeah? So it's kind of taken over the Primrose Funeral Service's Final Thoughts. 80 years of service, Primrose Funeral Services offers prepaid memorial plans that protect your loved ones from hard financial and emotional decisions at a difficult time. Contact Primrose Funeral Services at 405-321-6000. Number one, Aaron Rodgers can now start practicing with the Jets. Um, as in he's he's cleared to? As uh, a Robert Salas said, Aaron Rodgers has been cleared for functional football activity and will start working with the New York Jets. No way. Way. Uh, I had to just like double click three or four times to make sure it wasn't a fake account. So he's going to start practicing. I mean, what drugs is my man taking? I don't know. Salah said Rodgers isn't necessarily ready to play football. I can't imagine he is. But this is the next step in his rehab process. Rodgers will be off throwing to the side 79 days after he allegedly tore his Achilles. That's incredible. Right? Number two, it became official. Bobby Petrino is the new offensive coordinator of the Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> it's a, what a story. Unbelievable. And then Greg Olson has expressed interest in... The Carolina Panthers head coaching vacancy. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, let's let's uh, hammer through some of these texts on the hiring of Seth Luttrell and Joe John Finley to replace Jeff Levy. Um, Lloyd writes, "Who's to say that SL or JJ won't be a rock star hire at OC?" Patience, people, patience. From seven two zero, is Beanbow safe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beanbow and Seth are tight. They're going to come up with some really cool run schemes from the 5-8-0. How much will BV slow the offense down? I know he downplayed it last year, but a fast offense has never been good for a defense. Oh, there's still going to be elements, I think, of a hurry-up offense. Josh, I think that you'll still see this team push the pace, but I don't. I don't think it's going to be their identity. No, it won't be as much probably of a defining characteristic. Got absolutely uh, – hold on, I read that one already. I think we need to be uh, – I already read that one already. My goodness, Plank, is um, – oh, here you go. Iceman 405. There was a stat out there the other day comparing the defensive plays to Alabama, Georgia, and a few other schools, and it showed that OU's defense played two and a half more games 
I understand some of us on the defense, but the too fast of a pace on the offense hurt. You're right. Yeah, we, we hear that all the time, right? If, uh, if you're trying to go fast, it's not going to be great for the defense. Uh, this one from Bazir. I don't know. I And obviously they need to improve. My custom page was a mess today. I'm sorry, Josh. Brazilian Sooner. You can't always compare what someone ran at one school like North Texas and say well, they will do the same here. OU has better players. Heupel also ran an offense that he didn't even want to run at OU. He changed it and went to Missouri and since. Fair. Uh, and then the 405, real quick. I have to say BV was absolutely right. Our defense really needed to be just a little bit better to be a contender. The defense improved, and we had a shot. Still need more improvement for the playoff. Agreed. And I think that we expect it to come, right? Better players. We'll see. Um, we'll see how and when. You know, we hear from Britton Venables about this. but well, It's going to be soon. But I would imagine it's going to be pretty soon. With, uh, I mean, you'll you'll hear from him. When are, when are bowl games announced on Sunday? Yeah. I mean, we'll hear from him then, there won't we? I'm sure. I'm sure he'll do a Zoom or a presser or something on Sunday. He usually does. Usually has on Sunday afternoons. Oh, and Sooner Stu writes, remember regarding the hurry up, it can be used as a weapon to gas the opposing defense. Unfortunately, I think too many times it was more of a uh, hindrance to the defense for Oklahoma. <laughs> and then Jim and Arlington with the point we've been making all show long, man. One good thing about the o- co-OCs, you got to plug and play. Next time around, somebody leaves. You know, that's a thing, too. We wondered who – we've wondered who might be next, like at several different times – with the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, we've longed for other teams' defense or offense, right? But this is a statement by the OU staff, by Brent Venables. They feel really good about the direction of the players that they have. And uh, the folks that they already had in the building. That's right. All right, uh, listen, Parker Thune has been all over this, so he's coming up next with the Steel Man. More perspective, more of your text. Sooner Gundy, love you, buddy. Love you, man. Can't even think about the pain you've gone through. So thanks so much for taking part in these shows constantly. You're the man. We'll see you guys tomorrow. I'll be live at Cavens right here on The Ref.